What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala. Ba, 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 ba. Your thrice weekly podcast where we talk about the hottest news with a touch of what, Terence? Good old shower on your parade humor, man. Good old shower on your parade. Eh? Yeah. Why? I, I, Why shower on a parade? Because today it was suddenly, it's been just raining like cats and dogs after multiple days of like intense, intense heat, right? Hasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it, like, it has, it has. It's like a sign from the gods that, uh, you know, the seasons of change are coming, right? Tides, <laughs> the tides are turning. Important I things mean, are happening. La. I think that's what they call global warming, la, bro. Oh, okay. Yeah, climate sorry. change, climate change. Or, or just, but, or just, mean, just rain, la, just rain. <laughs> <laughs> just rain, just rain. Just rain. Precipitation. Of rain, yeah. No, but yeah. I, I, I love the fact that it rained this morning, man. Mm. Um, uh, and I mean, just so happened also that yesterday I missed uh, watering my plants. Uh, mm. my weekly plant watering so like, okay it's been so hot let me water them today water them give them a good dose of hydration and then just started raining mm. so I mean they're not in direct rain but you know when it's mm. hot you can almost feel how thirsty the plants get la. yeah 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 that's right so much needed la, much needed uh, nourishment for the soul yeah, yeah. For, for, for the soul I thought you were going to say for the plants why Terrence your soul also nourished is it from the rain of course of course yeah like like you like that I I, I I, we're not that special. I think a lot of people enjoy the rain a lot mm. more than than the, you know the sun in Singapore, the the sweltering heat. So, Actually, you'd be yeah. surprised, man. I've met more than a, my the fair share of people who l- don't like this weather and prefer sunny weather. La. Yeah, no, I just find it funny how you always bring it up like it's like you're very unique at it when you say <laughs> no. I'm I'm the kind that loves the rain. I love. I'm like, <laughs> Isn't that like every five-year-old what, kid or two-year-old What kid? did I say on this podcast that made you feel that, Terrence? Huh? Don't read too no, much into this. La. What did no, I say? What did I say? I just thought about the rain that immediately. I was like, you know, actually, I love the rain, you know. Like, like it's like, <laughs> trying to say like, no, 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 Terrence, you're wrong for for complaining. But I'm not complaining about it. I'm already no, saying no, that. No, really no. Cool. I know but you love the like, rain also. I love it. I love it. Yeah, yeah. Just that the way you say it, I'm always like, huh? Very special, man. You know, you just like the rain. That's it. What? Like every other person. No, maybe know? running in the rain, lah. Running in the rain, they want a bit more special. Okay, okay, right. Special. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. I always need to be special. <laughs> oh, need to so, be special. Yeah. Humble, uh, humble brag there. Yeah, yeah. Harish goes jogging <laughs> when it's raining. Right? Is it? Is that uh, humble that's, brag? Yeah. It's more of a nice times to go for a jogger. Ah, uh, okay, okay. Yeah. You want to add in your, uh, how you stayed 85 hours uh, no, 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 in no, no, uh, no, no. Subaru no, let's Challenge. Pass that. <laughs> let's pass that. Let's skip that, okay, Terrence? Let, okay, okay. let us skip that, yeah. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yes. we got we got a few interesting things to talk about today, mm. Uh, mm. which we will get to. Uh, yes. One of which involves yours truly, Terrence mm. and Harish, mm. uh, which we will get to. But before yeah. that, is there is there something you want to pluck, Terrence? Um, I think we've been teasing it for a while, but mm. now we're finally ready. Uh, we're mm. ready to show the world what we've done. Mm. And what are we showing the world, Harish? Um, it is the TV series we made three years ago. She's a terrorist and I love her. Um, we haven't been able to show it for a long time because the company we made it for liquidated in March 2020 um, mm. and caused a lot of stress for Terrence and I. Uh, mm. But today, if you're, if you, by the time you're listening to this, the first two episodes, we have just put it up on our YouTube channel. Mm. Um, mm. And, and because we want to get it out to the world. And, and that is also <laughs> the second topic that we're going to talk about because we haven't been able to show it up till now. Mm. Uh, but yeah, just go check it out. 
Uh, there was an article on Tech in Asia published today, which we will talk about, and hopefully a few more articles coming up this week. Mm. A lot of sharing on social media. But for now, if you just want to check out the first two episodes, mm. uh, it's on our YouTube channel. It's on our YouTube channel. Can you believe it? Our Ministry of Funny YouTube channels. Yeah, correct. Our Ministry of Funny yeah. YouTube channel. The the yeah. link in the in the show notes. Yeah. But yeah. Sweet. Yeah. So um, you know, we 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 yeah, it's not it's not just us lah that, that's had a tough time this whole period. I think there's a whole other group of people who are having a very tough period now, lah, which is uh employees who are being laid off from the tech sector, lah, right? Mm-hmm. And that's where our first topic is coming from. Because uh, mm. as much as it might seem something very trivial, I think I think it's uh, it's something quite debatable as well, right? The ethics of, of what this person did. Yeah, and correct, uh, correct. what are we talking about, actually? Um, a TikTok video that was published uh, on Thursday, March 23rd, last week. Uh, an individual who goes by the name of Larry Lee posted mm-hmm. a video where he, sh- he showed himself kind of uh, consolidating food items from his company's pantry um, as a final thing to do before he left the office because like, he mm. just got laid off. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so he called it like a final office snack run. And I mean, his office snacks are pretty legit. Uh, so mm. he just showed it, uh, I think at this point, it already has a few hundred thousand views. Um, and and then it became a, a thing that people were debating. Yeah. Like, mm, oh, is it mm. is it right? Because I think everyone has gotten used to the idea that there are companies, uh, maybe it's your own company, who where the pantries are fucking insane. Mm. Um, of course, the 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 higher echelons are companies like Google. Where I remember once we went to the Google office and there were like six types of granola <laughs> in the pantry. Normally, if you have granola already, it's a bonus. But there were six types. There was matcha granola. Yeah. Yeah. Wild berry granola. Yeah, so so he just went on. He made a video yeah. like that. So the internet is split. Mm, mm. And why but, are they split, split, Terrence? I think they're split because there's one group that says, you know, uh, you go, girl. Like, go ahead like and take from take from the company whatever they're taking from you. Or at least, in some sense, it's a small measure of revenge against a company that basically uh, made you redundant, right? Mm. And then there's the other half of the internet that says that what he did was really unprofessional and is showing to the world uh, what kind of employee you are and that you can't be trusted and, you know, how will it factor into your future employment opportunities and things like that. Lah. So that's where I find that people are split. In, I mean, there have been some articles written about him and they've highlighted both sides. Lah. But it's I guess it's quite an interesting debate about uh, about what he did like whether it was right or wrong right mm, mm, but what mm, do you mm. think when you first when you first heard about this story uh I mean I, when I first heard about it I was like okay I, I can't imagine he's the only one who has ever thought of doing it maybe he's one of the few mm. who decided to record it like. um mm. so I don't know, like, it's not that clear cut to me because these pantry items, uh, I mean, they are meant for the employees mm. uh, and for from whatever offices that we've been to or the people I've spoken to, there's never like a formal, you can only take three packets of granola a day or something, right? I think there's a certain level of trust la, that the company says, okay, don't fucking abuse this shit. Uh, you just take what you need and, and yeah, la, and I mean, I for her, as long as pantries have been in companies, I guess most people don't abuse it. Like. So when he did this, I was like, is it wrong? I don't think it's 
wrong? Would I do it? That's a different question. If I was a, a CEO of a company that had a pantry like that and someone did it, yeah. would I feel differently? I don't know. Yeah. Like, so yeah, it's not not clear to me that it's wrong. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, you? The, the, yeah, for me, it just felt like, uh, uh, did he even take that much? You know, it's like one bag, right? But hmm. uh, it's not like he was cutting out like cartons and boxes of of snacks. It's just a bag, right? And it's like if you if you're retrenching someone <clears throat> as a boss, if you're retrenching someone and one of the little the few things that you can give the person as they leave is yeah, just go just go take whatever you need from the pantry to eat yourself to eat to make yourself feel better. Uh, what's what's the big deal in that, lah, right? So mm. yeah, to me it's like. Uh, yeah, literally, the guy is getting retrenched. Uh, maybe it's literally even a directive from HR or his boss or what. You know, feel free to raid the the pantry, get some snacks for yourself over the next few days as you as you recover from the shock of this news. Uh, yeah. So who knows? You know, it, it, he, I mean, all you hear, all you watch was a TikTok video, and the guy saying that he was raiding the pantry on his own call, right? His last office pantry mm. run and. And and it basically almost and then with the music and everything that sneaky sneaky music making it sound like almost it's like a disallowed thing that he was doing like right mm. or and almost illegal things doing but for all you know it could be literally he was just in, he was instructed as well or told that he can do this like and smart enough he made a video out of it that has gone viral and created a uh, news for himself like right mm. which which actually mm. is also pertinent because. I think um, if you go to his TikTok, you'll see that he's uh, you know he's a savvy young guy who knows the power of social media. So the article went that that TikTok video went viral. Articles have been written about it, and now he's really using this um, his time in the limelight to promote his his social travel startup uh, that mm. he started a few months ago, la, Right. So mm. you know, good for him, like And and I, I was, but I still don't really understand why people are upset about it would be would feel upset about it lah, right yeah so i mean just to quote some people who are visibly upset uh mm-hmm. of course they uh they don't share their real names on tiktok but one yeah. of the most liked comments is damn bloody cheapskate really no class and no morals hope the next employer if any will not employ you so this owners <laughs> lucky indeed got rid of you <laughs> and there were 14 14 likes, la. I mean, okay, like, it's like 14 likes is not that much, but, but mm. you can see comments like that. And of course, TikTok comments, you have to take it with a pinch of salt also. Mm, but mm, then, so let's say, let's say Terrence, you know, we've had employees in the past. If we mm. had to employ someone and you go to their TikTok mm. and then you see them do a video like this, would you be like, eh, nah, 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 nope, not gonna hire? I would say uh, it would depend on what role you're hiring from. If I'm hiring pantry manager, <laughs> yeah, for pantry manager or accountant <laughs> or procurement or something, then I'd be like, mm, this kind of suspect. Uh, you know, I need to ask him about what exactly, like what I said, like was he allowed to do it, and then he did it and, and didn't say the full the full details of what uh transpired. Or am I hiring for social media marketing? Because if I'm hiring for social media marketing, this is fucking amazing. You know, he created don't know how much worth of press. Just from him taking food from the pantry, which probably cost I don't know what forty fifty dollars max to the to himself or the the company la, right mm-hmm. and he's able to create literally two news articles about it that he can now use to you know promote people and to his follow him on TikTok and follow his startup on TikTok to me that's a fucking winner right for 
when I see a young guy able to create uh, news for himself like that. Uh, then, and and, and I'll be especially impressed if he tells me that behind the scenes that actually, oh yeah, this one, this my boss told me to go and do it. And then I just, I just made it look like I was, I was like stealing from the pantry. Uh. Yeah. Mm. But then, but then, you know, like you're saying that if he, you were hiring for an accountant role or, or some sort of role where, okay, you want people to be precise, you want people to be mm-hmm. of a certain uh, skill set. So then, why is this uh, suspicious? Because what, it's, it's lack morals, is it, Terrence? It's dishonest. Is it? Uh, okay, so let's, let's go with the scenario that, that yeah, la, nobody said that you, you can go and raid the pantry or what. Mm. La. Oh, and, and I, I guess I forgot to add one more thing as well, is that I think Indeed, was also announced at the same in the same breath that is closing a Singapore office, right? Mm, so mm. for all you know, they are saying we're literally closing the pantry. Please help us go and clear it out as well, if you can. You know, bring out every, each person, bring a bag with you. So there's even that possibility, right? Mm. Um. So given given what we know about that, it's it's uh, you know, what so one very speculative that, one. That one very yeah, correct, speculative. Correct, one. correct. It's all yeah. speculative. But what yeah. are the chances that uh you know he was really outright stealing and about and recording himself and then posting it on social excuse me, posting it on social media that, like that, lah, right? No, but let's say you don't you know that it's not because you're closing the boss didn't instruct, just the okay. act alone. Or the act alone. So you're saying, yeah, lah, he he just stole from the pantry lah, like that. Yeah, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. Uh why then, why did the, just now you say the jobs got different one? I I think because accountant or um, you know, pantry manager or whatever, you kind of don't want them dipping into their own supply, right? And 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 then when it comes to counting and so- sorting and knowing the numbers of these things, uh, it's then it becomes a very gray area, deal, right? What he's allowed mm. to take and what he's not allowed to take. I mean, how about you? You you think you would you would you would see any less of him as a hire? I mean. I think it is more about because I, I don't know whether it's the I don't I'm trying not to think of any differences across roles because I'm thinking morally or ethically is this wrong um, I think what I would ask is like okay can you talk me through your thought process of this and mm. and what exactly did you take la? and mm. if there's not that much transparency about what he was thinking why he did it or how much he took then I would be like mm, uh, okay that's a little suspect because like in corporate world, right, which might mm. be a part of the second story, uh, mm. there's a lot of stuff that happens behind the scenes, right? Mm, mm, in the background that where people put on a front, oh, they're good and all, but you never know what happens in the background. Like. In this mm. case, he's not even hiding. No. Yeah. He's like, yeah. you know what? I don't see anything wrong. I'm just mm. going to do it. Mm. And cloud, in some way, yeah. yeah, I mean, for cloud, for, for whatnot, for comedy, uh, yeah, I mean, I will totally admit that when I've gone to some of our client offices and all where the pantry is stocked, I will take maybe a couple for snacking later on in the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course, I don't raid the whole thing. But I mean, mm. some of that fucking granola bars are dope. La, you know? mm. So mm. so I will I will take some. Um, I won't raid it. And even this case, like what you say, he didn't raid it. He didn't go with a shopping cart or something. Mm. Right? Mm. Um, if he was doing it on a day-to-day basis, then I would feel like, hmm, Okay, that one that one a bit weird. Mm, yeah, yeah. No, that's true. Like uh 
I guess knowing how much it takes on a day-to-day basis yeah, this might actually <laughs> help you with your decision. <laughs> Maybe this is an old video we recorded last time on one of his mini hauls. Uh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you're the type that would want to have a, a security camera pointed <laughs> at a pantry to try yeah, to yeah. see what everyone's thinking. No, 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 not at all. Not at all, man. Um, I, I would Chris- say, I, I, I would say, yeah, like it's you, you kind of got to, even even as an office manager or whatever like that, you kind of got to exercise a bit of uh, discretion, or not discretion, exercise a bit of uh, flexibility, right? When mm. you make a decision about whether to confront a person. Like, like is he, is his act of taking from the pantry depriving a lot of people or the other people of a lot of snacks, right? Mm. Like, like you know, uh, him taking, say, all the Hello Panda. He takes, he eats nothing but Hello Panda. He takes all the Hello Panda. Does that make him, uh, you know, does it make it a, a worse act than, than just taking a little bit of every snack, lah, right? Also filling up the same bag. To uh, me, yes, because, uh, yeah, you are depriving the rest of your colleagues from one particular snack, lah, right? So, mm. so in that case, if I was the manager, I'd be like, hey, you know, put that Hello Panda back. Uh, Don't look compassion, lah. You never think about <laughs> the other Hello Panda lovers, is it? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> but if you're taking a little bit of everything and there's still, some left and he's not depriving other people of doing their own raids in the pantry, then, well, well, you know, employee morale and all that is worth more, lah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I think, yeah, the, the more we talk about it, I'm like, okay, lah, like, uh, I can't imagine the company going after him and saying, yo, you took this, 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 this you need to give it back to us. Because, I mean, he mm. did get laid off, right? Mm. Um, mm. Because that also changes the dy- dynamic a bit. If someone voluntarily resigned, you know, say, fuck you all and all that, and then raid mm. the pantry, right? Then you know it's like, it's a bit oh, of yeah. like, uh, yeah. Uh, jerk move, lah, right? Jerk move. Where's this one? This guy got laid off, then uh, yeah. it's almost, yeah, okay lah. Like, um, but the question is, would you do that or not, Terrence? Would I raid the pantry? Yeah. Uh, possibly in my younger days, when mm. I, I loved eating those kinds of snacks, lah, right? Mm. But but over time, I've come, come to realize like, uh, yeah, lah, there's a, there's a price to pay when you when when you go and raid the pantry after a long day at work and and things like that lah. Okay lah, so suddenly the yeah. the pan the pantry is healthy stuff lah, like <laughs> like celery sticks and and uh, grated carrot with honey or something. Uh, I think I I won't bring it out of the pantry lah. I'll just eat it all right there as much as I can. I like mm. go. I'll go go in hungry and, and eat as much as I can in one go. You like squirrel right? up lah. Use it. You yeah, stuff yeah, it yeah, all yeah. in your mouth and then you walk yeah. out. Is it? Yeah. Then I walk out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just to me, it's more about the, uh, it's more of that experience of, you know, being in the office with friends or your colleagues or what, and mm. sharing stuff with them that that is more important than, you know, a few snacks that you take from the pantry and all mm. Those why you go eat at, eat at home and feel depressed for yourself. No point. Not. And then eat snacks that are bought by the company that laid you off as well. Also, also puts a bad taste in your mouth, right? Hmm. But yeah. I would love to see like some sort of study that uh, th- that tries to look at how much people take from the pantry in companies uh, across different countries. La. Because mm. I don't know whether in Singapore, I can imagine more people feeling like, you know, I, sh- I shouldn't take it, so I'm not going to take it. Whereas mm. other countries is like, yo, man, the world is your oyster. If this is there, if it's every man for himself, you don't take that granola bar, I'm going to fucking take it. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I don't oh, know whether but, that factors uh, in. Because, I mean, I still meet some some of my friends who say they don't jaywalk. La. And I'm like, really? You mm. don't jaywalk? How, how can you not jaywalk? Like, um, 
or like uh, don't walk when the man is the traffic man is red. Mm, uh, mm. Yeah lah. So yeah, I think we discussed it before. But yeah, it kind of for me, it kind of depends on circumstance, lah. Right. Mm, like, uh, mm. So like for me, a big thing is, is if I'm walking with dogs or something, I I I don't yeah, jaywalk yeah, yeah. because yeah, I don't want people to overall think that you know people who have dogs are, are very inconsiderate and things like that. So yeah. it kind of depends. Again, again, you got to look at the larger context of how it's affecting the people around around you, lah. Before you judge, but yeah. uh, I guess the other thing is if if indeed. Uh, if indeed, indeed, had wanted to pursue it, I guess they could, right? Uh, but then you they? ask the question. Could they? They, no, they could, but you you'll be asking a question if they have, if if they have money to go and hire lawyers to go and chase after someone who stole food. Just hire him, la, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just pay his salary. Yeah, yeah. Don't even know whether they legally can say take a, a, have a case against him because he didn't steal. What is is part of employee mm. perk, right? Correct, correct. That's true. That's true. Right. It's so also employee perk, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I guess um, it's nice that we are not debating. Oh, did, why did this person take money from this company or embezzle shit? Mm. It is really mm. just like Nissin cup noodles and snacks, la, And hello, Bender. Yeah. That's the yeah. corporate, the corporate white collar uh, shenanigans that people get up to in Singapore. La. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, I mean, I kudos to, I mean, I mean, uh, what do you call it? Kudos, kudos to the la. guy himself. Yeah, kudos to him for generating buzz for himself and and uh his travel startup and everything like you know mm, i think mm, mm. if anything that's what he probably needs the most at this point more than any snacks like, right yeah. a bit more buzz a bit more uh publicity around the work that he's doing after indeed yeah. so you know why 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 shit on him why rain on his parade as we said why rain on his parade you know? But I think I think he he really maximizing the TikTok game. He even recorded a video of his mom reacting to him telling her that he got laid off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, there's something about the the new generation, la, I think, uh, where it, you know we as slightly older millennials and all, we will never understand mm. the the level to which for them, uh, recording their experiences and sharing with friends is just part and parcel of how they communicate with each other. Yeah. And it might seem crazy to us, but it's just it's just normal to them. Like, yeah. yeah, man. Cool. Mm-hmm. So so that was a light topic yeah. to to start the week. I guess last week yeah. it was quite heavy, like, right? There was Parliament, there was TikTok CEO and all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um yeah. yeah. I mean this week it's uh yeah, it was a lighter topic, but also somewhat related to this whole issue of like when you get you know, uh, when you feel like you've been aggrieved by a big corporate entity, mm-hmm. what is your response from there, right? Mm-hmm. What do you do from there? Mm-hmm. Do you just go and raid the pantry or do you wait a while and do you come forward at all? And what is this piece of uh, big news that we are discussing now? Mm. So, we, we, I mean, like what we said during the plug, um, it is something that we have hinted at the past few years uh, about this one TV show called She's a Terrorist. And I love her that we made for this now defunct streaming platform called Hook, H-O-O-Q, mm. Um, mm. which liquidated literally three years ago to this day. 27th mm-hmm. March, 2020, they liquidated. Terrence and I found out through a press release and mm. it, 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 it caused a fucking tough period for us business-wise, personally, and all that like, because... Uh, mm. They owed us at that point and they still owe us a shit ton of money. Uh, 
um, mm. after making how much is it clear? Uh, it's two hundred and five thousand Singapore dollars. Mm. Most mm. of which yeah. had already been expensed to make the damn show. Mm. Um, so, so I mean, like uh, the whole liquidation process for anyone familiar with liquidation, not familiar, essentially is, uh, and this was something that I had to learn along the way also. When a company liquidates, all its assets mm. are put in the arms and hands of the liquidator, who is like a lawyer mm. or lawyers, and then they decide mm. what to do with it, to sell it, to pay back whoever the company owes money, like, and then there's a hierarchy of how many people are owed money and how much. And normally for vendors like us, we are at the bottom of the pile. Mm. So mm. it was a it was a very tough period, twenty twenty, and uh, we couldn't show the show because the liquidation was going on. And after multiple delay- delays, it was supposed to be uh, end ended on twenty November twenty twenty two, but up till mm. now we have no news. So yeah, we are taking it into our own hands and just releasing our show on our YouTube channel. So why is it? Why do you, for you lah? Why do you think? Uh, why do you think this is the time to to talk about it publicly, as opposed to a year ago, two years ago, three years ago? Mm, um, I mean, because like throughout this process, we have. I mean, okay, we are, we are giving a very high level overview because there is already an article out there by Tech in Asia, which mm. is a very reputable publication. Uh, looking at the tech scene in Asia, it just dropped this morning. Mm. Um, hopefully there'll be a yeah. few more articles in these coming weeks that really go into the nitty-gritties of what happened. Um, but the reason mm. why, for me, uh, we are talking about it now is because the liquidation process was ongoing and we had mm. spoken to so many people from Hook, from Singtel, who owns uh, the majority stake in Hook or who used to own, mm. to even the liquidators via email and we were just being passed around like a... Like, like just passed around like a fucking hot potato and people would leave and tender and then we get have to tell the story to the new person that we are in contact with and at no point did we say, okay, like we're going to go to the press. Mm, because mm, mm. we were good Singaporeans and wanted to play play ball. Okay, we're like, okay, there's a process. Mm. Let's just play ball. But then November 2022 came, no news from the lawyers and that's when you and I started talking. And what did we talk about, Terrence? Yeah, I th- I think, yeah, to your point, we, we talked about really just uh, sharing our story mm. and showing the product to the world, right? Not even like trying to, to monetize from it or anything, but really like it was a labor of love for us. I think we we have so many times referred to it as, as a, a, a creative baby, right? Mm. It was a labor of love and, and we spent all that time creating that and um, only for it. And not just us, we're talking about, you know, uh, a lot of actors and a lot of crew, a lot of post-production people who put a lot of time and effort and, you know, pulled favors and things like that to get this made like, because they believed in what it was, what it represented, what the story was. Uh, but yeah, everything, the rug was just pulled from under everyone in that, in that same period. In that same period when Singapore, when Circuit Breaker was announced, you know, like COVID was starting to hit everyone. So it was almost like, the show just never had a chance to breathe, mm. never had a chance to come to light and show itself to the world and even just just get people to just see what we're, we're capable of, right? Mm. And so to me, that's the uh, the bigger part of it is that I want people to, to watch it and because of whatever le- legalities there are and all, yeah, we just never had the chance to in the last three years and 
again, we are, you know, we are very, very in the dark about what's going on with the liquidation. So after a while, we're like, you know what? I think uh, let's just show the world what we have, like, right? Mm-hmm. And not, not hide behind uh, any kind of like hope that we'll be made good or something will, will some good Samaritan will come and want to write this ship. Because it's, uh, yeah, I, I think there's been a lot of opportunities to, to write this ship, so to speak, you know? Mm. from hook side and all but uh given the fact that you know we were the, the the blinders were around us literally until the liquidation was announced where we knew nothing about the financial state of, of hook and and the plans that they had until the liquidation was announced and realizing that we'd not be paid a lot of that money i think we've given the people a lot of chances lah, you know yeah. to, to write the shit but it's not happened so let's just tell our story outside our own side lah. Yeah, and I mean, the reason why it is such a, a labor of love for both Terence and I and our team that was involved and why we have hinted about it and why even after three years, well, we have moved on. Uh, we have learned a lot about business. Mm, we have mm. diversified our content. This podcast literally came out during COVID because we were getting fucked on that end. We couldn't make videos. We couldn't make TV shows. Mm. So we're like, let's just try this podcast. But the reason why it was such a very special project was because just, I mean, for our our backstory into media, both Terrence and I, we started doing like Ministry of Funny full-time 2014. La, and that was focused on videos. You know, we're like, we have no idea what we're doing, but we're just going to make one video a week uh, for a year and see what happens. And thankfully, that grew and it became like a, our business. La. But both mm. of us had always wanted to make like TV shows. Um, 2016, mm-hmm. we got involved in uh, HBO's first comedy in Asia where we were kind of like scouted uh, and that was a great experience. But it still wasn't mm. our show. So after that, we were like, hey, fuck, we can make TV shows. Uh, why don't we try? Uh, so one of the ideas that we came up, uh, I think it was Terrence's idea, was about a guy who falls in love with a terrorist. La. So in Singapore, you can imagine whenever we pitched it, we got rejected so many times. So mm. many times. But when Hook came around, um, to their credit, they were filling a gap la, that you know, making AG content from Asia. We pitched it. We ended up winning the whole thing and we dedicated our lives in 2019 to make this happen. La. And when it came out, mm-hmm. it actually won a few Asian Creative Academy Awards and that was just the start. It was on air for like two months and and it got taken off. La. And the people we work with, you know, you got Benjamin King, you got Muna Bagrib, you got Noah Yap, Ketanya, Tan, Smiling Afro. Um, we put together a really dope team from the cast, the crew, the post-production, the sound designers, and just to see it all get taken off like that. Because literally the day before we found out mm. about the liquidation, we were at their office talking about a season two. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. So, it, it's just something that we're like, hey, we, like a lot of people get screwed over by the mm. the corporations and all that. And I think the feeling of helplessness really sucks. Like, so, what we, we just want to close this chapter of our lives, put it out there, mm. and kind of end it on our terms. La. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I think there's a lot of details about what happened mm. that you can read in the article. And I encourage everyone to read it to understand that because the article also talks to other producers mm. and talks to other producers who are involved, uh, you know, similarly like us, but maybe not to the same amount of money or the the same uh, yeah, in investment in IP and things like that. But they, you you will hear from other people that it wasn't just us uh, who got screwed over by this whole process like, and are still in the dark about it years later. Mm. You know, they talk about people who who fresh out of school and literally had to, yeah, like, had to basically pay back the, the, whatever they owe people 
till the end of last year. Uh, they talked about uh, production houses, you know, pretty decently sized production houses who basically, uh, on the back of this as a as a bad experience, also decided to not make any more, not continue uh, pursuing their dream of making shows like this already, lah. You know, so I think yeah, that, that's the the one thing that I think is is I also took away from this is that there is a uh, value in reaching out to other people who have been affected, you know. Mm. And that was something for us at the start of the whole process. When we first heard about liquidation, we were like, wow, what do we do? You know, um, we're not getting any answers when we, when we ping the company or, or the liquidators or anything. What can we do? And you felt really helpless. Um, one good thing is that we, you know, we really rallied together, talked to the other producers and, and got everyone to come together, not even, not even to specifically do anything, but even just to share Support experiences group, of what was going on for each of us. <laughs> It's like it a, a support almost like during, a support group, right? During circuit breaker, so you, yeah, yeah, circuit breaker, one hour, two hour calls late into the night. You know, people across the world in London, in Singapore, uh, in other parts of Asia, just talking to each other and just commiserating about, hey, you know, we all got screwed screwed over together, and and let, can we all try put our heads together and try to find a way out of this, lah? And that really showed me that yeah, a lot of these instances when. When you just keep quiet and think that you know there's no one that can help you when you're going through this yourself and all that, it's it's it can be a very isolating, uh, painful experience, and nothing beats like just talking to other people who might share your experience or or even have a, a couple ideas to help you as well, right? Because mm-hmm. because I mean it yeah. was a discussion that Terence and I had like actually what are we trying to do here? Why why are we putting mm-hmm. it on our channel? Uh, which I mean, it's not a clear cut thing that we even can do. Um, um, mm. right because the, the liquidation is such a mess but for mm. us the big thing was like, okay first of all um, even the actors who over the past few years have said hey can you just uh, send me some clips of my acting I want to put it in my showreel we're like uh, I don't yeah. think we can same for the the, yeah. the, the the camera team the sound designers so part yeah. of it was that but part of it was also like um, yeah like you you almost don't want this story to die a slow death because mm. when like literally when we read the press release I did tell Terence hey so what um they're liquidating there's a contract right? they have to pay us this mm. shit ton of money right I remember yeah. it was on Friday 1.30 when I think we spoke on the phone they were like dude it's a fucking liquidation uh, and I'm like mm. what they're not gonna pay us so it's almost like um if if the more people are aware of this kind of things Hopefully, it's helpful. Um, mm. And I mean, hopefully, the other articles in the coming weeks, hopefully, the stories that the actors and all will be sharing, the clips uh, would, would mm. get the word out. Um, and and at the end of it, we will do another podcast or another AMA where we answer any questions about the entire process. Because like, if you want to do a podcast, what is we can do a whole mini-series, man, I think, where we just detail mm. the detail, uh, like the exact chronology of what happened. Like, but... No, I don't think we, I don't think we need to at this point. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. in terms of when you read the the article, you know, like all this time after having gone through this and, and all, uh, is there anything in the article that that particularly surprises you as well? Mm, this article in particular, um, mm. I mean, less of a surprise, but just a reminder, like, especially when you look at how much money is owed to us and the other producers versus what was the revenue and profit for, like, Singtel for those months, which is in the billions. Then you're like, Mm-mm-mm. huh, are we just a line item? So, yeah, but there was nothing nothing new per se. 
Yeah. For you? We're, we're not even a line item, man. We're like negligible. Yeah. Negligible. Yeah. Uh, no, I think, I, I, I think what's uh, useful about a third party talking about this is that they've had the, the you know, the, the writer Colin who spoke to us, uh, he and his team, I think they've at Tech in Asia, right? They've had a chance to actually reach out to the other producers and they also managed to talk to uh, an individual who was trying to purchase Hook's assets, right? Mm. During the liquidation. And I think the quote that, that was given was that they were like selling a car without an engine, right? Without mm. engines. Mm. So that's how messy it was uh, that, that basically none of the things were in place to ensure some kind of a smooth transition or handover. So this this thing is quite is relatively new to me. I mean, I knew it was messy, but to hear it, to hear this being uh, quoted as, as from the source itself mm-hmm. really tells you how messy it was. And, uh, you know, it, again, there's no, there, it's not what they did per se was not illegal, but the ethics of it is something you really need to to think about la, and, and part of us coming forward is to you know keep people honest la, right keep, keep them accountable for their actions yeah you want to do something that is legal but un- unethical yeah go ahead but there needs to be the record of it needs to be out there in the open as well la, right but Terrence that is the business world Terrence it is dog eat dog okay you go see dogs Correct. talk to each other and show compassion or not why Terrence I mean yeah la. so that's the thing la. so I mean uh like what you said, it needs to be a warning to mm. other, you know, whether it's freelancers or SMEs that deal with these large corporations and all. Like what can happen to you even when you think that, oh, you know, it's it's blue chip. There's no way this, this thing will just disappear overnight and the office is in Orchard Road or whatever. You know, that doesn't mean anything when people just are determined to just quickly cut their losses and, and use whatever... Uh, use corporate structures to protect themselves. Uh. So yeah, uh, I yeah. think it's a very important warning that needs to be out there. And I'm just glad that we're not, you know, we talk about this, but we're not the only ones uh, talking about it, right? Mm-hmm. The fact that the other producers have come forward and and even the person who was trying to purchase assets just saying what a mess it was as well, right? Yeah. And I mean, the thing you mentioned about the corporate structures, I think why, why I wish there was... Uh, more articles like this when we were going through it or even just in, in the work. Because, you know, one of the things you realize when you start working is the importance of a good boss, right? Mm. They never mm. teach you that in school. You only learn it mm. through uh, experience. La. So similarly, mm. one big thing for us throughout this whole process was understanding how the corporate structure really can protect people and absolve them of responsibility, la, which is something if you're in a small company, you can't, la, right? Um, the biggest mm. example was I remember one person told us, oh, you guys have taken loans to pay it off. You have outstanding mm. payments. Why don't you liquidate your company so you don't have to pay? And we're like, mm. how the fuck does that make sense? Right? And mm. and when you speak to all these corporates who, I mean, a certain leadership uh, people from Hook, a few months later, they were reinstated as CEOs of other tech companies. Right? Mm. Um, I think... Yeah, I mean, it, it, you, you can find out the leadership who, of Hook at that point in time. I don't think they're quoted mm. in this article, but yeah, it, it's all there. Like, and they almost got a promotion in their next career, right? And mm. Mm. and I think looking back at my own corporate experience, it's one of those things that, you know, like at work, you know, the whole, is it really meritocratic? Or is it easy to just hide amongst, behind the words of like, oh, you know, boss say one, you know, board of directors say yeah. one, company say one. So, yeah. 
it's just a reminder of that lah. Like, whoa, man, uh, stop hiding behind these kind of these kind of things lah. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's um uh, yeah lah. I think it made us both much more uh careful lah, right? And, mm. and and more wary of uh dealings, especially with large large corporations and all that. Because yeah. it is you never realize. I mean, probably ours is the is that extreme law that you you people rarely factor in as a possibility mm. that overnight the company just disappears mm. and um, disappears is one thing. Uh, the next thing is even to chase back your money, you have to you have to go to Mauritius to go and chase the money back. You know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> people go Mauritius for holidays. We go Mauritius to go and chase chase some money and all that. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I think yeah, it's just a whole. Um, it's just something that I I think serves as a very important warning. Uh, to people who are, who might be uh, in similar situations. I think the last few years we've seen quite a bit of, of uh, these, you know, companies doing this like Whether it was Nice uh, or even Robinsons when they liquidated, and a lot of times the partners, the vendors, all are the first ones to get screwed, like, right? Mm, mm, uh, exactly. And then exactly. customers are, you know, customers are coming and raiding the store and trying to buy up everything, but. The, the the partners and vendors don't even don't even know where the money is going to go like, right whether it's going to go back to them or what like, and they kind of had to run in and go and grab their grab their wares back and and all so it's it's really a very messy situation that uh, is afforded by by this this act of uh, just throwing out hands and liquidating the company you know? mm. yeah. and I mean I know I know we sound like 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 what Terrence said at the start of the podcast we're like raining on your parade right maybe Monday you wanted like an uplifting thing to 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 raise your spirits but actually mm. it, it, it is it is a a very happy thing for us that we can finally show uh the series and also coming mm. out of that right like what Terrence said we actually learn a shit ton I mean that's why we have this podcast we have folklore we still do TV shows because Back then, I think we put too many eggs in one basket. Lah. So we learned from there. Mm, mm. And I think one big thing that in 2020, yeah, this podcast really kept us going. No? Um, mm, it mm. was the only kind of light at that point in time where we we're like, oh shit, uh, we are creating content that seems to resonate. So if you've been listening since then, if you started listening, I don't know, last week, just the fact that you're listening to this, it really means a shit ton. Lah. And if it wasn't for this, right? I don't even mm. know whether... Because even between Terrence and I, we had to have a lot of hard conversations. Should we even keep doing this? But this podcast really kept us going. La. So a big thank you and, and shout out to all of you all listening. And even like the friends and family who came forward to help and all. Yeah, like, if mm. you're listening, mm. just a, a big shout out to all of you. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I think, you know, we, we've told people that they need to check out... Uh, should go and check out the article. Mm. But other than checking out the article, what's the other thing that you can really do to to, you know, uh, be a part of this. Uh, this I mean, just friends. just watch the show. Right? Yeah, watch the show. <laughs> watch the show, please. Uh, part of me is like, oh fuck, if we upload it and then by the end of a month, there's seven views, right? We're like, oh mm. my god. <laughs> yeah, it is just yeah. navel gazing. So yeah, watch the show. Yeah. The links are in the show notes. We'll be releasing uh the other six episodes, is eight episodes in total over the next two weeks ish. Mm-hmm. Um and we are probably gonna get some of the actors to come on, uh, come and do a podcast with us. And yeah, if you have any questions at all, we might do like a like a mega AMA to answer any questions about the liquidation process. Or if you're going through something similar, hopefully no. Mm. Yeah, just just hit us up on Reddit or Instagram because we're gonna be sharing a lot more about this. Or even the making of the show, right? Uh, Honestly, to me, it was one of the 
happier uh, periods of my life as well. Uh, happy mm. and very stressful periods of my life making the show. And the end of it, but it really felt like, uh, you know, the, this it was a dream, lah, right? Mm. And looking back even more so now because it was like right before COVID and, and, and right before all this stuff happened, lah, right? So mm. it was a very, I think, a very uh, uh, fulfilling period for both of us. Yeah, as as creatives, as, as individuals, and you know, if if uh if there are questions about what that process was like, you know, we'd love to also talk about it. Like. Yeah. we can talk about it all day. It can yeah. be its own podcast by itself, <laughs> yes. like, right? Because I mean, there is like like a, a pretty full on sex scene. Uh, there's a scene where an actor is tied to a um like a an ex um in mm. a sex shop um where mm. <laughs> punished and tortured with sex toys. Yeah. There is no, we uh, filmed in Geelang. We, we filmed in Thai discos. Yeah, we 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 simulated explosions in uh, Tampines. You know, uh, what we we you know we had a huge like ballroom, ballroom suicide bombing scene as well. Yeah, and and one big thing for us was, I mean, we've all seen those those locally produced shows where people speak in this weird neutral accent, right? Um, one of our proudest proudest things is we kept people talking like they would in Singapore. So there's there's English, mm. there's swear words. And and yeah, like it just it just hopefully even if you watch a bit and get the taste of it, that would mean a lot to us, lah. It would, yeah, yeah, that's right. Cool, man. But cool. All yeah. right. Wow, Sweet. what a big weight off our shoulders, uh. Yeah, man. It's literally three year anniversary. Today is a three year anniversary yeah. of of hook liquidating, lah. And yeah, yeah so that's right. yeah, yeah, cool, awesome. So shall we? Shall we jump into the cool that one short comment? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and what is your one short comment? Uh my one short comment is just um highlighted by a longtime redditor Bud Den Ho, um, who just shared an article where apparently like Nestle has come out to clarify that Milo is actually nutri grade B and not D. Mm. <laughs> which is which is a follow up from our last episode like, where we were talking about a viral TikTok video that showed that that question, how come Milo is Nutri-Grade D and Coke is B? Mm. So mm. they clarify that, apparently. Uh, yeah. So then, then it makes me think like, hey, then the process is for fuck. Like, wh- wh- what is this process if it's so easy to get mixed up? So now it's being clarified. Mm. But yeah, mm. shout out to Baden Ho. Yeah. Um, what were you? My one short comment is by Internet Lurker 96 also a long time listener. Mm. Uh, saying that you know our pa- past podcast, our previous podcast about the TikTok uh, CEO's testimony was, I think it was lacking was that the what was an American's objective opinion on it. So thankful, thankfully, there's the American YouTuber com- commenter Moist Crystal uh, Critical and and as well as uh, Matt Walsh, uh, right? Mm. You know, uh, leaving the comments about the TikTok CEO. But uh, yeah, I mean, uh. You know what? What? What do you say about that? That we that we don't show the American objective about this about the TikTok thing. Uh I mean, I don't know because sometimes you can still share your perspective without having someone who with with uh, with that perspective sharing. I mean, mm-hmm. that's what that's what we do, right? It's two of us sharing our perspectives on on these kind of global things, lah. I I did yeah, watch yeah, those yeah. clips also, and I mean, generally similar kind of sentiments, lah. Mm, yeah. Right. You? So I mean, yeah. To to me, it was uh, I think we were we were trying to give that the slightly more Singaporean perspective on things, like, Right? Because mm-hmm. I think a lot. If you try to look it up on YouTube, well, you'll hear a lot of this, the more American centric uh, side of things. 
Mm. But, uh, you know, just, just understanding the context of a Singaporean being uh, in charge of a Chinese company that's testifying in front of U.S. Congress, that to me was, uh, is a more interesting thing to cover lah, from our angle mm. compared to the what, what you find on the internet already. Uh, but, so, but, yeah, I mean... But the TikTok CEO getting a lot of love online. A lot of people swooning him. He is. Making yeah. uh, K-drama <laughs> remixes all. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He is. He is. And then, yeah, he's been even posting his own follow-up TikToks about, about yes, it yeah. and, and what he's committing to it. So, yeah, just like the earlier person we we're talking about, he's really, you know, making the most publicity out of this uh this congressional hearing. Huh? And I mean yeah. Congress really feels like they came out to, to like everyone just looks at that whole I mean it's like uh that show la, that that theatrical show which I don't yeah. know, like I mean a lot, a lot of American commentators, I mean the ones that the internet lurker pointed out also were very very critical la, about how it's like a joke, like it's a farce. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, man. TikTok. TikTok came out, I think, in a better position, yeah. TikTok won, eh? TikTok, TikTok won. TikTok But yes. Yeah. Uh, then what? One shock thing as well this week. Okay, my, my one shock thing is, um, I mean, like, I'm sure most people listening have heard about this app called Notion, right? Uh, mm-hmm. And if you haven't used it or you may have heard about it, Essentially, it is a, uh, a, a an app that came out a few years ago, I think, and it's meant to be like your all-in-one productivity suite. Like. So we also mm, started mm. using it like like last year or something. But there's this one guy on Twitter who I follow called Easlo, like, E-A-S-L-O, and he's known mm-hmm. as the Notion guy. I mean, he calls himself the Notion guy, but he's also known as the Notion guy. And in 2020, he went viral because he had this one tweet saying, I'm 20 and I made $200,000 selling Notion templates. So, mm. he basically built a business, a one-person business selling Notion templates. Um, mm. And a lot of people I follow on Twitter, they all follow him. He's a Notion ambassador and I'm like, wow, fuck, this guy, now he's 22. And then I clicked on his LinkedIn today and I found mm. out that he went to school uh, at River Valley High, dude. He's a Singaporean oh. dude. Though. Wow, really? Yeah. He's a Singaporean dude and he's, he's I mean, he's got like 280,000 followers on Twitter. So, he never shows his face. It's an yeah. avatar. So, then I was like, wow, I've been following this guy for quite a while. Uh, a lot of people that I subscribe to that I try to learn from and all follow this guy for Notion shit. And I'm like, wow, this guy's mm. Singaporean, bro. Wow. Yeah. And so, how old is he now? Like 22. 22. Yeah. 22. Wow. Yeah. And and he's like the definition of a of that tech solopreneur. La. Just build a one uh, product that a lot of people want, uh, sell mm. it multiple times and earn a very, very decent living. La. So yeah. I see, so I see. Ease low, yeah. Pretty pretty cool to find mm. out that he's Singapore. I tell you, Singaporeans now are uh, taking on the world, no. Taking on the world. I man. saw someone on TikTok say with regards with regards to the TikTok CEO saying this is the first time she ever found a Singapore sex Singaporean accent sexy. Oh, seriously? Then I know, like, his accent was not super Singaporean. You can get a bit of a hint there. But yeah, it was like yeah. a Chinese-American-Singaporean accent. La. Yeah, there was uh, hints of China and yeah, as yeah. well as uh, American and Singapore as well. La. So it was it was quite... Uh, uh, I can see why people are like, oh, it's an interesting hybrid. And it does sound exotic. Maybe it's time. It's really time for Singapore to shine, right? Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. But cool. Well, what about your one mm. shock thing, man? Uh, my one shock thing is uh, yeah, something that I just read that I thought is is we, I, I was really quite happy about lah. Uh, 
It's just, just the the news that So Ryong mm. is now going to compete for Singapore again. Uh, you know, So Ryong, the the marathon runner who has been on our podcast and mm. has won, uh, you know, holds a lot of national records in 5,000 meter, 10,000 meters, half marathon, marathon, right? And mm. uh, because of certain spats that he's had with the sporting organizations and all, uh, yeah, it's he's been, yeah, he's just not been uh, allowed to compete for Singapore, like, whether the Sea Games or other competitions. But uh, yeah, it seems like they've, you know, he's back. He's patched up uh, the situation with all the sports associations. So I'm just very glad to hear that this is happening mm. to, to him. And uh, I mean, not much of a one-shot thing that you can go and savor and enjoy. You can go and read his Facebook post, which is basically, I'm back, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. But yeah, the news is out there. And because he was a guest on the podcast, I, I feel even happier that he's, he's, he's managed to resolve this and can represent Singapore again, huh? Yeah, I mean, I, I also saw that, I was like, wow, and then he spoke about it briefly, right, that he did meet the committee, and because mm, I think mm. he has been recommended to compete in international events, uh, but yeah. it's been vetoed la, by the powers that be. So now to yeah, yeah. hear, and I think, yeah, like it's especially encouraging because, you know, now it's so easy for people to get cast aside or like labeled mm. one way, right? And I mean, we Can had him on our podcast, yeah, I, I love the conversation with him. Um, mm. a lot of people disagree with the way he conducts himself or the way he posts but mm. for even the organizations to find a way to work it out with him yeah it's great la. I think even from their perspective because mm. I mean I I'm, I hope at the SEA Games which is coming up soon right in, in a couple yeah. of months time he's yeah. probably going to be one of the favorites la. yeah hope right. so man hope yeah so. hopefully la, hopefully yeah sweet cool alright cool alright so yeah, so. thanks thanks for listening, everyone. Just just check out the the series on our YouTube channel. Uh, message us if you have any questions, because we will definitely probably talk about it again in the mm. in the near future. Yeah. All right. Peace.